one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Alrighty. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Howling Salt Mine podcast. Uh, this is a podcast focusing on commander games and most importantly, the salty moments that come out of those games. Uh, we are specifically mining the salty posts out of uh, subreddit, which is a place where salt is plentiful. And uh, more specifically, we're going to the EDH subreddit a lot. Uh, you've been on there, you've seen the drama posts. That's where we're pulling from. I am your host, Sam. And as always, I am joined with my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Hey. Yo. All righty. Tony, you should ask me what salt is. Oh, but Sam, what's salt? What is salt? Great question, Tony. <laughs> salt is a feeling. It's a being. It is a mindset. It is a state of something. Pain. State of being, I guess. I already <laughs> said that. But hey, whatever. Uh, salt comes from the frustrations in the game. It comes from your playgroup drama, power imbalances at the table, a sudden turn of events that affects you negatively, or frustrations from a specific card. You know, salt comes up a lot in these multiplayer games, and uh, we're going to talk about it. Hell yeah, boy. So I'm going to kick it off right now. I got a post right here, guys. Need advice on the meanest land destruction plus single target deck. Casual. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. This is posted today by user not a taken username. This is great. Buckle up. So I am looking for the meanest deck. Some background story below. I have no intention to win the game just to get my revenge one game, call it even, and move on with casual commander. Also, I have no intention to make it not fun for other players, so things like MLD, uh, that's Mass Land Destruction for those who don't know, may not be the best. I want it to be mean and make that player as frustrated as possible. I am thinking of Land Destruction as a main strategy, so perhaps red and green? I uh, uh, I need advice on a good commander slash color combination. Any advice would be appreciated. And they do provide some background. Background, it is a casual play. The guy had no real reason to screw me at that point since I had the worst board state at that moment. He tried to change his mind, but he insists that is the play he wanted to make. That results in me sitting there for at least 30 to 40 minutes, not being able to do anything and just watch the game. I am returning back that fun to him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) The, The phrasing of this, like maybe... English isn't this person's first language. Maybe they were just writing this in such a rage. But <laughs> but the 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 sentence I am returning back that fun to him is just so good. <laughs> really good yeah. Yeah. It's just so fun. I just think like the, <laughs> this person is at conflict with themselves. They're like, I don't I, I don't want it to be a bad time for anyone, but I want this person to not play magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, they, they don't want it to be a bad time for other players, but they want to specifically target one player, that guy, that player, and make them very unhappy. 
this is really high levels of salt to like build a new deck specifically yeah. with no point in winning exclusively to fuck someone over oh man this yeah, person dude. and then like slap it on the reddit and be like who's got ideas for me like, <laughs> yeah. like this person is conceivably gonna spend money to have <laughs> another person have a very bad game of magic <laughs> oh my god yeah wow i it's just so uh, it's such a i love the idea of like oh it's it's got to be balanced if i'm not having a fun time then then you've got to not have fun time in the future as well. Like, I, I, yeah, you can't just chalk it up as an L. Like, oops, this game didn't go super well. Like, yeah. like this person cut me off in traffic, so I'm going to follow them home and shoot their dog. Yeah. <laughs> that said, I, I will say I do love the idea of just sometimes making a deck with just one single-minded stupid purpose whether it's like to hose you know one strategy you know like i had a yasharn deck for a while and the whole thing was oh we've been <laughs> playing a lot of decks that sacrifice stuff it's like you know it'll be fun no one being allowed to sacrifice stuff anymore but i think the big difference there mike is that you you did have win cons in the I, deck right like yeah having no win con is like a new level yeah. right this guy's like let me just destroy lands for fun right. yeah this is like pure fury and that was targeting strategies right not targeting a player <laughs> like that that's yeah. very different yeah like there's a difference between like you know, Tony's been kicking our asses with a prismatic bridge deck, so let's all slot in more enchantment removal versus like Tony's been kicking our asses with a prismatic bridge deck. So I'm gonna make a Talrand counterspell deck and specifically fuck Tony and, <laughs> and just crush him. <laughs> yeah, like this is this is brutally salty. So what are what are some of the responses to that? What do uh, what do our, our friends on the internet have yeah, to say? Are people like, what's wrong with you? Or are people here like, here's a deck list? <laughs> oh man, there's some good ones in here. The first one says, building a deck for a single game slash player seems super petty, but if you're fully committed, you do you. Kamal Fist of Krosa with Pinger Tribal. Turn all his lands into one ones and pick them uh, off. That's pretty good. That is some nice tech. That's at least spicy. <laughs> this other one says, my advice, get over it and don't waste any more time on this, neither yours nor theirs. And then OP responds and says, yeah, I thought about that too. I already have a mono blue deck that I can just go counter everything and play for one game and call it even. <laughs> like, that is that is not what that person said. <laughs> like, you did not read that person's response. <laughs> Also, like just get over it and he's like yeah you're right i'll just counterspell all of their shit it does also raise the question like does this guy anticipate that he's going to be having fun stopping the other player from having fun for a game because if not then it just means that he's having two bad games and the other guy's having one bad game <laughs> yeah man i get the sense that he's gonna enjoy mm. it <laughs> fair you never know though, because like sometimes those decks that are built with such a narrow purpose are bad. Yeah, you know? For sure. Like when you're building a deck out of evil, <laughs> are are you are you really putting in like the right ramp packages and you know, is it gonna like play consistently? Are you trying to say that the true strength of the deck is the friends we make along the way, Sam? <laughs> exactly. I mean the true the true 
the true magic is friendship guys <laughs> the gathering not it's it's called magic the gathering not magic the isolation mm, deep dude yeah thanks man <laughs> <laughs> thanks dude super deep <laughs> yeah there's some other good ones in here there someone mentions like a moldrotha deck uh where you're like recurring really annoying stacks pieces lord Windgrace land destruction i mean you know there's some salty decks out there it ain't too hard to do i think we already know it but overall salt ranking oh i think this is like the brine that you put a turkey mm. in around thanksgiving yeah, <laughs> yeah. like a two-day brine yeah yeah <laughs> Yep. Nice. So salty, it's trying to make <laughs> someone else salty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the kind of thing where, uh, what's that saying? Where, like, you're trying to drink enough poison where you can make the other person sick. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. You know? Just, like, get over it. You had a shitty game. It happens to everybody. Yeah. For real. So, uh, Sam, hit me, with, uh, hit me with another one. Yeah, dude. Definitely. So how about this one? Thoughts on targeting a player right before quitting the game. Uh, and this comes to us from user I hate Mary Fisher. I don't know who Mary Fisher is. This person doesn't like him. TLDR, attacking a player with everything right before quitting. I was on spell table, and one of the players said he had to leave at 9, no matter what. So we're playing, and he sees me as the biggest threat, mostly because I have a Stryonic Resonator, and it's a Zedru deck. So he's getting like some doubled-up triggers and stuff like that. Is this you, Mike? <laughs> He might, he might be drawing like four or five cards and then doubling that right now every turn. But still, okay. not insane. Yeah, I mean, that could be good. After attacking me for several turns, it gets close to nine. He attacks me with everything, which I fend off with heavy losses. Then he destroys my Stryonic Resonator, saying, it's a combo piece. I have to go, but I'm going to make sure the rest of you guys don't have to deal with it. Have a good night, y'all. And then he leaves on time at nine. Thoughts? And then he's got uh, some other things in here about like threat assessment. You know, you, you get those host posting edits where someone comes in and they they have some additional thoughts on it. So not super salty. I, I think he's looking for his salt to be justified. Yeah. He wants people I to be like, so "Yo, doesn't this suck?" And you know what? In some ways, I kind of agree. Right? If he's yeah. like king making a bit, he's like, "Oh, before I leave, I'm going to remove." this great thing that you have and then i'm out just for the sake totally. of it i think it's interesting because i think in some ways that player might honestly be like anti-king making like there there's a world right where one player is vastly ahead and if he just you know left at nine conceded didn't do anything on his turn then the zedru player just carries on and wins from there but there's also a world where by knocking him down a peg he leaves at nine and the remaining three player pod is in a balanced position. You know, that's a very different state. Like if the Zedru player is very much the arch enemy already at that point, that's very different than if this guy leaves at nine and just arbitrarily picks a player and swings all out at them. So I, I can see this kind of swinging both ways on, on being justified or not, honestly. I feel like at the same time there though, like because he's used his removal and then left the game that's like two free cards almost to the other players like free value to them and then like i guess it's hard to say without like a true board state like how far yeah. ahead was he mm -hmm. was he not like i just think if like you're gonna leave gets to your turn feels like you should just like bow out quietly 
So he, he does provide some additional context. He says during the last attack, he went from 28 life to nine life during that attack by the player who signed off. And both of his opponents were still at over 30 life. Hmm. So that kind of feels a little imbalanced. He explained that Strionic Resonator wasn't a combo piece and the other person didn't believe him. And then they also say the rest of their board state, Mana Rocks, Gilded Lotus, Kami of the Crescent Moon, and Zedru. It seems kind of like group huggy. Yeah. Maybe it's just drawing a lot of cards. But it it is kind of like a gray space. I mean, I, I feel the frustration, yeah. you know? Like, we've had situations where someone has to, like, log off early, and it just kind of messes with the game flow yeah. and kind of makes it, like, a non-game. And and honestly, as a Zedru player, like, I, I had a Zedru deck for a while, so I get it. A player leaving the game typically is enough of a hit on you as the Zedru player anyway, because you're trying to be able to dish. Totally. You're trying to be able to dish permanence out to people. And I don't know if this other guy had permanence of the Zedru players, but like if he did, even that, you know, is a huge hit. So losing the target in itself is is bad, but getting hit on the way out, that would be awful. And I think it's interesting you know, again, this is something we don't have a ton of experience with of playing on spell table. I think that people are are not always ready to sign off or like to play a game where someone's going to drop. And, you know, I think that could be something you have as a discussion ahead of time. Like, it's not really fair to the player that has to leave at nine to say, hey, if you have to leave at nine, you know, stop taking game actions at 830. You know, you don't you don't That's want really that to be the case. You want that player to be able to play right up until they have to leave. But I think having a discussion in advance about, you know, kind of what's a, an acceptable way to exit might be something that spell table players could benefit from. That's a really good point, Mike. For us, like if this was going to happen in our pod, you know, we've talked about it before that I track all of our games and like the game results and things like that. Often, if this were to happen, depending on where it was at in the game, that game would no longer be tracked. You know, like we could still play it out, but it kind of becomes a non-game at that point because something's so impactful as a player just leaving partway through the game like completely disrupts the balance of the flow I, I can see this person's frustration i think it makes a lot of sense but also you never know what was going on and sometimes you got to get those spike plays in you know <laughs> so uh so what do we think the the salt rating is on this bad boy i think this is like half a shaker uh like this person feels feels very composed in their message but they're definitely looking for yeah they're looking for validation like, of their salt yeah. agreed so speaking of spell table i have something for our sugar break segment let's have something sweet guys yum sugar break <laughs> love it this post is called first spell table experience overall not bad yay <laughs> Oh, I should mention that sugar break is is where we just take a break from the salt. And, uh, you know, we talk about like a positive post. Um, and this is one that I found. And there's a little salt in this shaker. I got to admit, <laughs> a little bit of salt fell into the sugar bowl. But hey, let, let's get into it. So first spell table experience overall, not bad. And this is by user Grayhame888. You see them on the subreddit? Give them an upvote. Okay, this is a long one. I'm not going to read it all. Basically, this guy hasn't played in a couple of years, sold his collection. Actually, this is really interesting. Sold his collection in December 2019, right before COVID <laughs> hit. It's like wild. Started to get proxies and play again, and then learned about Spelltable. And now I'll jump back in. 
Anyways, all of his new cards arrived, so I decided to try out Spell Table. Took about 15 minutes to find a fresh pod, but had a good rule zero talk, and we shuffled up. I played Xenagos, God of Rebels. Had a slow start, a good chunk of removal was flying around. Ended up stuck on five lands after my ancient tomb got removed and had my mana rocks destroyed twice. Oof. About turn nine, I got a lucky draw and was able to do the Hellkite Charger Savage Ventmaw loop to kill the whole table with five combat steps and the dragon. Unfortunately, I think this made one of the guys unnecessarily salty as he pulled out a Mimeoplasm deck and killed us all on turn two with an Aluren Acerarak the Arch Lich loop. Cool to see, but clearly a much stronger deck. We shuffled up, he played it again, and did the same combo turn four. At that point, there was clearly a power mismatch, and I don't have a CDH deck to compete, so I called it a night. But overall, it's awesome to have an option to game like this. No need to leave the house if I don't want and drive home late. It's just neat. Wanted to share the experience and happy to be back. Well, we're happy to have you back, Greyhaven. Yeah, welcome back to playing the game. So that's awesome. Great. And that that's like... I think this is also an extra little bit of sugar because this this dude faced salt and was just like so sunny about it. Overcame, overcame it. This guy took that salt and put it on top of his chocolate chip cookies and was like, this is going to be the perfect little extra bit for my sweet moment here. (laughs) Yeah, he he made salted caramel, dude. He was like, this is just going to improve it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and I, I think that's a... It's not always easy to do, so... It's nice to see that they're just like, oh, you know what? Power level's too high. I'm not going to go make a mass land destruction deck to just fuck with this guy. So <laughs> can't do anything. Uh, yeah. It was targeted land destruction, Tony. It was not mass oh, land. Right. He did not want right. other people at the table to have a bad time. But yeah, I like this post just because it, it's got a couple cool combos too. That Hellkite Charger combo is dope. Uh, I love like infinite combat steps. And the Aluren um, Acerarak, the Archlich combo is pretty sweet. So Aluren says, any player may cast creature spells with mana value three or less without paying their mana costs and as though they had flash. And then Acerarak, the Archlich, when it enters the battlefield, it says, if you haven't completed Tomb of Annihilation, you put it back into your hand. And when it enters the battlefield, you also venture into the dungeon. Basically, you just venture into other dungeons infinitely. And... Some of those dungeons have like ways to draw cards, ways to damage people. I think one like does like a single damage per loop. Yeah, one drains one. Oh yeah, that's it. So you can just loop it over and over again and drain the whole table down. He does mention CDH. I will say, I don't think that that's CDH level. It is a dope. Yeah, it's not quite a CDH It is combo. a dope combo for sure. It, it is also, you know, interactable. Acerac has to have a trigger to be put back in hand. So it's on the board briefly. If someone had instant speed yep. removal, they yeah, might be able but to deal like, with it. Again, there was, he was saying like turn two didn't totally. sound like the the power level of the other decks. Around yeah, turn two that's that not kind of interaction. Totally. Yeah, I mean this is like fringe CDH. It's still it's still imbalanced. Like he he still got the ramp package and the fast mana to bust it out early. Anywho, a little bit of sugar. Nice. So I got one more salty post I want to read. This post is titled "Take Back Etiquette." And it comes to us from user St. Broseph420. Hell yeah, nice. brother. Hey, St. Broseph. Keep rocking, man. You you rule. Uh, everyone give St. Broseph an upvote if you see him in the subreddits. St. Broseph says, My playgroup is generally very relaxed when it comes to taking back misplays. 
Everybody forgets a trigger or taps their mana incorrectly at some point. No big deal. However, I encountered a problem recently. During a gaming session, multiple people in my play group took back game-altering misplays, which was fine. It's a casual format. And if you need to change one small thing so you can win or pop off in a big way, that's totally cool. The problem came when in our sixth game, a high-powered showdown, I accidentally tapped mana incorrectly and led me to not being able to win. I noticed this shortly after it happened and asked if I could change it around. Mind you, up until this point, everybody else had corrected a mistake at some point. Two people at the table said, sure, no big deal. But the fourth player at the table said, um, I'm not cool with that because you should have seen your mistake and it could win you the game and I might be able to win. I wasn't going to cause issues about it. So I just left my mistake in place and passed the turn, but it left me with a bad feeling, salt. I always try to have fun first and let other people do their thing, but that same courtesy isn't always extended to me. I totally get being a stickler if it's a tournament or something, uh, but this wasn't that kind of environment. I'm not sure what the point of all this was, just wanted to rant more or less. How does your group handle takebacks and misplays? Great post. Yeah. I think it really hits the nail on the head there of the contrast between the format being casual, but everybody still at the bottom also wanting to win a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it really does make the take backsies kind of piece of the game really, really painful to navigate. I think in general, early on in pods, when people are starting to take things back, it can, it can be a huge cause. Uh, I think one of the worst parts about it is that it's like naturally very much a gray area. So if one person takes back a card they cast that's very different than one person uh tapping one land and then taking that back so totally. there's such a spectrum of what the take back can be um that it can be pretty tough and it can also be tricky on how far back you're willing to go on the take back you know are, are you willing to like revert board state maybe not so i'm not sure what happened here but could have been some level of that yeah i think within our own pod like that's like a lot of it so like the general rule is on cdh there's no take backs at all i think casual as long as you're not like altering board state or doing anything insane we're like pretty chill about it but that's like yeah. understood right it's kind of like how we discussed it beforehand occasionally our other uh pod member nick will like try and do some squirrely shit but <laughs> most of the time we're chill yeah, I mean, you definitely said it right there, Tony, with like the difference between how we approach casual and CDH. I also want to point out what Mike was saying about like when you first start playing Magic, how that can be a big frustration. Often when you when you play into an obvious gotcha moment or you forget the board state, those are so salt-inducing because your your gut reaction is to say, oh, I forgot, like, let me take it back, you know? And it leads to those take backsies moments that that can be really frustrating. I do want to say, I think this person handled this really well. I don't think this is like a super salty post, but it had the potential to be there. And I'm, I'm, I think this is a situation a lot of people feel salt in. Um, but I think they handled it pretty well. And mm -hmm. to just be like, like, hey, it was fine, whatever, no big deal. But that situation hit them in a weird way. Also, shout out to that pod for getting six games in. That is, uh, yeah, that is, I'm impressed by that. Champs, dude. Curious, like, how long they were playing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, is that six I, either games way. in two hours or, like, you know, crushing a magic day for, like, 
eight hours slamming games. Dude, I mean, either way, like that is awesome and impressive. Yeah, power to them no matter yeah. what on that. Someone in the comments section does bring up some like different ways of uh, of um, doing takebacks, and their user Shugi time, Sugi time, Sugi time. And is that like a sex thing? Who knows? And, and they say, <laughs> they say I use some mixture of the below, but I talk about what people want in my rule zero. They mostly play online in random groups. Um, uh, CDH is letter of the law, no take backs at all. <laughs> this person says some other style I haven't named yet style. If you haven't gained new information, you get the take back. I think we do that a lot in our casual games. Yeah, I think that's mostly ours. Like if you're if you're playing a spell that draws you cards, and then you're like, "Oh, I didn't actually want to do that." Like, tough shit. You drew cards, <laughs> or you know, materially changed the the board state in any way. Um, casual style, all takebacks are good. And then this is the best one: faux casual style, all takebacks are good unless it wins you the game or I lose the game, in which case, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think that's what was employed in the yeah. reddit in the in the that's post definitely here. the one from the post super good well carry on saint brosa 420 you are you are you seem as chill as your dope username yeah good job keep it up but also maybe stand up for yourself a little bit <laughs> and just just take it back if three people want it to be allowed, then maybe it should be yeah, allowed. Majority You've got rules. a majority of your pod. And, and for someone to say, like, well, you can't win because I was about to win. It's like, yeah, but can't you just make the exact same argument? <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, I think it is that time. Um, Mike, what is the salty card of the week? All right. This salty card of the week coming in at a salt score of 2.7 uh, in over 17,000 decks present on EDH Rec uh, has a little bit of something for everyone. It's expropriate. It is seven blue blue. It has it is a sorcery and it says starting with you each player votes for time or money for each time vote take an extra turn after this one for each money vote choose a permanent owned by the voter and gain control of it exile expropriate so this delightful little piece of salt what do you think tony would this make you salty you know to be honest i feel like my salt level increases by the amount of people that say time <laughs> so like every person that gives them another turn i'm like why are you doing this uh but in general i mean it's blue so i don't like it but it, it doesn't drive my salt factor too high mm. All right, Sam, does this make you salty? Um, I, I'm going to kind of echo Tony a little bit here. I mean, I, I think that this is a salty card when people play into it incorrectly. Um, but also, I don't like having my shit stolen. And that that is also pretty salt-inducing. <laughs> well, it's worse if you're like the third person in the line. Everyone else has said permanent, and then you say time. <laughs> so you yeah. don't lose your shit. <laughs> but then you lose the game. This card definitely makes me salty uh, for an extra added layer. Um, the first time I saw this card, I opened a foil version of it in a draft, and I looked at it and thought, mm, I'm not running blue, and 
that maybe is just a little too hard to cast. So I think I'm going to pass it. Oh, my God. It was my first mystery booster draft. And so a foil expropriate is like $40. So (laughs) I I realized I had missed that purely because I thought, "Mm, I'm not sure I can cast that. And also just a dope card, like even value aside, having one of those, like you would you'd be playing that in decks. Like it's yeah, great. I would be putting it in things. Absolutely. Yeah, I think this is the perfect storm of salt though. I think every line of text on this is the is salty. Uh, I think making people vote uh, instantly turns the rest of the pot against each other, which is great. <laughs> I think uh, taking extra turns will we'll see many more extra turn effects as we continue down the salty card list. And uh, taking people's permanence is also one of the highlights of salt inducing effects. So expropriate, I think, great card for inducing salt if that's what you're trying to find. And it's also one hell of a win con. If one person mistakenly gives you time, because you're giving yourself time for sure, like two extra turns, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you're going to be winning. This is also where I feel the salt. Like... It, again, it grows with the card because if they don't win after it, I'm like, what the fuck did you twiddle yourself for <laughs> two turns for then, my friend? I mean, it's still value. I mean, how much mana is it again, Mike? It's nine mana. Seven is blue. blue. There, there's nothing worse than somebody casting something like that, getting two or three extra turns and whiffing, right? Because then it's like, all right, you actually just took like 20 minutes trying to figure out if you could beat us, and then you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think whenever you need to rely on like the good judgment of other people at your table, that can be very salt-inducing as well. For sure. <laughs> it's like, okay, everybody make the right decision. <laughs> and uh, maybe this makes a final cut of the episode, but uh, two for two, blue being salty colors for uh, salty card of the day. Just sure. saying. Well, that is our show, guys. Um Let's do some some housekeeping. Do you guys have any Magic the Gathering news or uh, or personal Magic the Gathering news you want to talk about? For me, I stream uh, most days two to five on uh, Twitch TV slash Siloturk, S-I-L-O-T-U-R-C. Uh, I do a lot of limited, but I've recently uh, brewed up a four-color grandparent wedding deck list that uh, is also fun, so stop by and and check out what that actually means yeah always a good time tony you got anything to plug anything to mention uh nope i'm just a guy i just show up Yeah, just a guy (laughs) i'm gonna plug the uh the tcg player app i've been scanning in a bunch of my collection and dude it's awesome when it doesn't scan it's incredibly frustrating (laughs) like sometimes it just doesn't scan a card and you're just wiggling it in front of the camera but when it works, you're just like flying cards in front of the camera and building up your collection digitally. And it's it's dope. Ooh. Well, um, you guys can, what do I usually say here? Or, or... <laughs> yeah, because we've done it so many times now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, how do you not have this? Memorized? What do we always say here? Um, yeah, so you guys can find us on the various magic subreddits, mostly poking around EDH. Our username is the Howling Salt Mine. Say hello if you see us. And then, of course, feel free to email us. You guys can always email us at our Gmail account, howlingsaltmine at gmail.com. That is howlingsaltmine at gmail.com. All one word, no underscores or anything fancy and weird like that. Send us your salty stories. Send us cool gameplay stories that we can talk about. Uh, 
We'll read it. Give us your Reddit username. We'll we'll plug you. People will upvote you or downvote you. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what the effect yeah, will be? <laughs> short, sweet, and to the salt. Oh, dude, Tony, been cooking that bad. I'm boy writing up. that down. Yeah, keep it short, sweet, and to the salt. Oh, pure spice. That's gonna be on the back of the T-shirt. That is so good. I'm writing that shit down right now. <laughs> Well, thanks again, everybody, for joining us today. And as always, stay salty and don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw stuff. It's the Howling Sofa. The Howling Sofa. Honestly, the final countdown. A final countdown parody might be really good. <laughs> that could be pretty good. That might be incredible. That might be pretty good. great. And if we ever get a cease and desist, then we know that we've made it big. Yo, for I feel like we'd be within parody. But then you have to retcon every fucking episode, don't you? Wouldn't exactly. we be within like parody? What's what's yeah, parody fair use? What's That's up with so. that? It's, it's fair use, it's parody law. <laughs> we don't know anything. We don't know anything about it. <laughs>